0: Welcome to Da Vinci's Discourse, where the minds of today's most innovative entrepreneurs are unveiled and explored. And my name is Kyle Campbell, your guide on this journey into the depths of the entrepreneurial psyche. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into the minds of the greats. This is Da Vinci's Discourse. Bam. All right, Bridget, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, what do you do? Who do you do it for?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I'm in the business of empowerment. Oh, interesting. And you know, do you know what the definition of empowerment is? Tell me. So someone was saying to me, Bridget, you talk about empowering people all the time. And I see so many coaches, consultants, and just marketing in general saying, this is empowering. Mm. But what does that actually mean? And I looked it up and the Webster's Dictionary said, empowerment means to give someone power or authority to do something.
0: mm. It's different from the way we use it in the context of general conversation.
1: Right. And so I'm like, well, I empower business owners, entrepreneurs, and coaches to do sales, branding, marketing, and mindset better and to be their future successful self.
0: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So what does that mean? And tactically speaking, what do you do for clients in terms of when you, when you meet up with them, what does that look like in the, in the real world?
1: That's a great question. Uh, because how many coaches, business coaches, life coaches, health coaches are there out there trying to make a difference, right? Because they're all, we're all there with the best intentions and we want to make an impact. But what does that actually look like? Well, um, the best way I can describe it, as a recent client stated, um, was, <laughs> Bridget, everyone talks about the why and the what. When it comes to launching your business successfully and staying in the fast lane of success, you actually show the how to the do
0: how, yes. I mean, how is my favorite, right? Um, the why is an interesting one because a lot of the time you don't need to know the why to get to the how. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Well, the yeah. why I would say is always an introspective question. And the why is actually the least empowering mm. word to question with when it comes to external communication. Someone told me that.
0: <laughs> okay. What do you mean by that? Because when it comes to the why, if it's an introspective question, it comes down to the the mindset, the the attitude, the way you look at the situation. That could be very important when it comes to to implementing um an empowering situation or empowering tactic or mindset or whatever. Uh so what do you mean when you say that the why is the least important? I'm curious.
1: Well, the why is the most introspective. So don't get me okay. wrong, it's it's not that it's not important. Okay. It's just when it comes to, you know, the business coaching that I do, Uh, I'm asking you, what's stopping you? Mm. I'm asking you, what's your next move? How are you going to get there? Um, When are you going to make it happen? If I Mm. ask you the why, it doesn't really have a destination per se in terms of action to successfully launch a business. However, it does help you figure things out within yourself. So I do have an exercise called the five whys, but when it comes to, at the end of the day, you need to take action before you feel ready mm. to moves in business growth.
0: Mm. See, so- that's difficult for a lot of people because a lot of people will try to wait until they, they feel ready and then they try to do it. But I agree with you 100%. You, you got to jump right into that swimming pool. If you, even if you can't swim, learn how to swim in the pool kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's exactly <laughs> what you're saying, right?
1: Exactly. You don't learn how to swim outside the pool.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You don't read textbooks on it, you know. You actually got to get in the pool if you want to learn how to swim. You can study it all day, but <laughs> it's true. So let's say you. Let's say I hired you, and I wanted to to, to become empowered. What were, What are some of the first things that we would go about doing?
1: I always say that you know I don't proposition people to work with them. You would be propositioning me.
0: Okay, interesting. It's like dating. All right, I see. Sure. <laughs> You see what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, I'm the one that, that you deserve. you like, you know, you got to prove to me that you deserve to be working with me kind of a thing. You flip that, that dynamic around.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's actually, it's not a deserving factor because I do speak about the law of deservability. A okay. lot of us are stuck in desire mm. and what really runs our show is what we believe we deserve
0: interesting. Yes, of course. So So I
1: talk about that in my book stuck on ready, but in terms of this, you know, I was actually, I just got off a call with someone who I'm going to be on their podcast. And I said, if you really want to talk about um, working together, it's about alignment. So come with a list ready on what you want to focus on Hmm. based on what you see as your vision of future successful self. And then I'll tell, I'll tell you if I can absolutely help you with this or not.
0: Or not. Because yes.
1: Sales, I always say, you know, the first thing you sell someone, because I talk about sales a lot, because that's a place that a lot of business owners kind of walk yeah. on eggshells around. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely don't. Because I can,
0: tell. <laughs> I can tell you're like a tigress ready for that sale, man. <laughs>
1: well, well, here's the thing, because I have an absolute sense of urgency for mm-hmm. anyone in front of me to have more and better. I have an absolute sense of urgency and intentionality for people to solve their problems faster because I I know how to play out the story for the entrepreneurs who don't know how to sell. I, I know how to play out the story for the coach who wants to impact lives, but doesn't know how to. I've seen the end result. And so I have a sense of intentionality on if you, if I can help you solve your problems, I'll absolutely tell you I can. So I sell people my authority, my credibility and my relatability first and foremost, because I show you, well, I've done this. This is how I screwed up this. I've done a lot of things right, but I've done a lot of things wrong. But mm-hmm. tell me where you're at and what does what more and better look like for you. And so it's really about alignment, to be honest.
0: Mm, internal alignment, because we're talking about like tactical, um, well, you can align your, your business tactics in terms of making everything, putting all your ducks in a row before you shoot, right? But you're talking about the internal alignment that you put ahead of putting your ducks in a row externally in the business, tactically speaking, of course.
1: Well, And uh, and of course, when I, when I'm talking to someone, I'm listening for if they're problem aware and solution seeking, that's the second thing you sell someone. The, the ability and the opportunity to be problem-aware and solution-seeking. Mm. I always say that's part of the stuck-on-ready, successful entrepreneur mindset. The sabotage entrepreneur is not problem-aware and solution-seeking. They might just be problem-aware or not even that.
0: Not even that a lot of the time. Yeah. See, that's the problem. They're not aware of the problem. And then that's when the sales comes in. A lot of the sales that, that I do, it has to do with instilling the problem before we get to the even close to the solution, right? Otherwise they're thinking of a solution for what? We don't have the problem. So you got to tell them the problem, really let that sink in that pain before you can move them to the possible solution at the end of the day. Right. So that's what you're saying.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, why do you care about my solution if you don't think you have a problem? It doesn't right. exist.
0: Right. And then you're like, well, what the hell are you doing on the phone if you don't have a problem? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on. Of course you got a problem. Let's dig into it a little bit. And so you're talking about getting that alignment so that you're, you're aligned between um, you, how you are internally. And, and t- tell me about what you mean by that, because when you say alignment, there is, it causes a little bit of confusion. Um, what, uh, what, you gave the definition for empowerment. Give the definition for alignment, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, t- alignment. in the context of how you use it.
1: Absolutely. So in an external business setting, like we're having a conversation, alignment is an even exchange of energy.
0: Mm, Interesting. I wasn't expecting you to go there.
1: Because, well, everything is is a communication of energy. 90% of our communication is nonverbal, which is energy. So Mm -hmm. when we're talking and you're telling me about your problems, I'm also thinking about the solution that I potentially have for your problems. And then I communicate that. And you start to see, hey, this actually looks like something that I want. Um, the, then we talk about that alignment. Like if I'm in alignment with solving your problems faster, you see that or you say, hey, I, I kind of see this. What does it look like to work together? That's alignment.
0: Right. Okay. So when it comes down to, let's say I hired you or let's say I, I allow, you allowed me to work with you. Let's <laughs> put it like that.
1: <laughs> it, no, it goes- no, no, no it's not about that at all. <laughs> Listen, I'm a human being too. I'm just saying it's a, it's a alignment and also elevating your, your level of deservability, because a lot of us in the yeah. world of entrepreneurship don't realize that personal development is the foundation for professional success. Mm. No one tells us that as soon as you venture into entrepreneurship, there are four components to this and it's self-awareness mm. Self-control, self-discipline, and self-actualization.
0: Mm, interesting. Self-actualization kind of uh, it encompasses the other three. Um, self-control. And what was the third one?
1: Self-discipline.
0: What's the difference between the two?
1: Um, well, <laughs> I always tell my, uh, to my clients, I'm like, don't purchase anything um, unless we have a conversation. Because I want to show how it's in alignment with your goals.
0: Mm, okay. Shiny
1: object syndrome. You have to, you have to practice self-control and I, and I can actually say every investment I have made in my journey of entrepreneurship has been a good one.
0: Every investment. I mean, you can look at a bad investment as a positive experience, but I mean, every investment literally had a tangible uh, positive outcome in terms of ROI. Correct. How, how do you do that? That doesn't sound realistic to me because I mean, we all make mistakes. Like you said, we're all human, but how the hell do, <laughs> you, do you not make a mistake in terms of any investment you've ever made?
1: Um, well, investments in my business, I'm extremely, well, I ask a lot of questions. So anyone who's looking to invest in themselves in business, ask a lot of questions. And maybe before you step into what you know is a sales call, write down some very clear questions before you get into the, the wow of the amazing marketing, which, you know, a lot right, of us, right. right. The yeah, marketing, right? Uh-huh. And so, I always go in with the um, the mindset of I have a couple of questions that I absolutely need answered because I see the end result of what I want to accomplish.
0: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So let's get into that a little bit because I'm curious. How do you know what questions to ask? But that comes back to knowing what you want to accomplish, and that comes back to the alignment. Uh, so let's let's get into it. How do you know what you what you what you want to accomplish, and then what questions do you ask to get there? Well,
1: it's all, I also do organic market research. I look at the other coaches and consultants that I want to emulate, mm. or I like how they do their marketing. For example, I just got a phenomenal cold DM email and I'm like, I'm going to put this in chat GPT, change it and make it my own.
0: Okay, so ah, I like it, that. Mm. It's
1: always organic market research and everything. I mean, I put if you were to put all my TikToks, my YouTube's, my my LinkedIn po- like videos and posts, you would get my whole program most likely. You know, mm. I don't yeah, have true. a problem with giving away all content. Just like I'm sure that. as well. Yeah. So everything's it's just everything's communicated differently in such a way that you know you can hear it differently or the way you need to. Mm. Um, so organic market research is how I develop those questions, but also. I'm very clear on, you know, this, one of the strategies in my own program that I practice because I practice my own strategies, um, believe is, it or
0: not, <laughs> which is rare.
1: <laughs> one of the greatest compliments I, I get a lot actually is how you really are who you say you are and like, you're really real and you're of integrity. And I said, yeah, well, is there any other way to be? I don't, I don't understand.
0: Well, you do like, your organic market research and you find out there are some other ways to be, <laughs> right? Well,
1: yeah, I, you know, I just kind of, yeah, there are, there are, there are those things, but I, I don't know. My, my number one goal is to just show up well and authentically. Um, my number two goal is to empower the person in front of me, no matter what, no matter what, I don't care if we never work together. I don't care if, you know, if we're not in alignment, I don't care if you don't even like me, I'm going to, I'm going to add value to your life in some way. It's, it's like, that's, that's just my goal. Like if, if you want to talk about working together, great, we can do that. But I want to be convinced that I can absolutely help you.
0: Mm, Okay. So that comes back to the alignment. How do you know when you're aligned?
1: Oh, well, you do enough calls with people, (laughs) (laughs) figure it out. You know, I always suggest if you're in the world of entrepreneurship, have hours of operation,
0: Um, when I coach, Mm, I don't have those, that's a problem. (laughs) I just Um, nonstop, you know, (laughs) how do you stop?
1: (laughs) It's a problem for all of us, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I actually, you know, it's a little bit of a a cheat because I had hours of operation that I had to function within when I first started because I have three boys.
0: Ah, Oh, interesting. Mm, So
1: I had to function between eight and 2 PM. I mean, I could have put them in after school. I could have done all these things, but that wasn't in alignment with my character. I want all of my roles fulfilled. I want my mom role fulfilled. Um, I actually got Zoom divorced during COVID, and then I met my husband in Zoom business networking. Side story.
0: Zoom um, divorce and then a Zoom meetup. Uh, wow! All you know, right. I haven't <laughs> heard about the Zoom so. divorce before. That's a new one. Okay, yeah. we won't get into that too much. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it, literally, it's I learned that alignment means honoring all your roles and goals.
0: Hmm. Yes. And, interesting. And,
1: and if we don't, if we don't have, you know, that, that spouse or partner role to play, if we don't have that mom or dad role to play, then you want to give yourself other roles, service role, a friend role. Um, you want to make sure that you have um, those rules in place so that you can honor them. And that actually helps you avoid burnout uh, because your brain is going to tell you, sell you on you're burned out because you're not doing this in business. And it's no, that's probably not the case. You're, you're probably not fulfilled personally mm, and anything that you do professionally is, is only going to fulfill you temporarily. Hmm. That's why I say the foundation of entrepreneurship is personal development and then professional success is on top of that.
0: On top of that, as though it's a, it's a foundation of the structure itself.
1: That's the way I teach it.
0: Interesting. I like that. Um, yeah, see, I look at it differently and I think that I've got something to learn here because I look at this as something that is a one thing, which is the life. And there are certain pieces of the life, but at the end of the day, uh, there's, it's one thing. So I don't try to, I don't usually make a, a dichotomy between the two or three or uh, between friendships and business roles. I, I kind of treat everybody the same as though it's, it's one thing. I just try to, you know, hang out, chill, see what's up, have a good time with people and do my best at that. Uh, you know, extract some value, yeah, give value. There's, there's a, all of that embedded in every relationship that I have. Uh, and so I don't have these dichotomies of of um let's say uh, partner and and business role. Um to me it's it's there's still it's still just me and it's just there's still one one life. What do you think? Well,
1: I always say honestly the stuck on ready mindset programming strategies that I created are built on who you're being when you're doing so that you can do doing better.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. What do you mean by that? Go be specific because that's an interesting one.
1: Uh well, I have six stuck on ready mindset strategies that all of my entrepreneurs practice before they get started with their day. I say, here's what you focus on during your hours of operation because you have hours of operation because you have a never-ending to-do list, which doesn't end until you're dead or you have <laughs> opportunities in That's front the of game.
0: you. That's the game. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And so um you want to, uh, you want to honor yourself and the other things that you want to do in your life, not just your entrepreneurship. And so giving yourself that time frame, I do eight to three, by the way, um, nowadays, and um, it allows you to be extremely intentional with that time frame that you have.
0: Yeah. It's and theory so of constraints. I, yes, of course. Right. And that's what I was thinking when you said that you had to end at two, because you had your four boys, it's well, you're, you're, Theory of constraints says that you will get more done within those those eight hours or whatever than you would have if you had the full day to do it. And so that's, that's what you're saying, right?
1: Because I had, I, I had the, the summer free without the boys. And I, it's funny, I had to go back to my eight to three because it was mm. like, man, I'm just doing networking all day. And this is actually producing less results than when I was intentional. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah, see, it's so, fascinating.
1: And then I also say the monetization structure of an entrepreneur's day is number one, first mindset programming are you going to get your headspace right mm. to serve others with solutions and be intentional? Number two, you focus on serving your clients. Well, number three, it's prospecting or prospects. Number four is prospecting creatively. Number five is networking because you have to create that culture of connectivity around you. Mm. Every what- a prospect decline or a referral partner. And number six is content creation.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yes. See, again, you, you differentiate these in a way that I don't, because I look at, let's say networking and prospecting as the same thing. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the two are are very similar. What's the difference between the two networking and prospecting?
1: <laughs> prospecting is a little more direct. I also incorporate some social media. Okay. Um, so if you're at a networking event,
0: I see I really okay. tell you to be
1: prospecting. However, I always say ABP always be prospecting always be okay, ready. Like to
0: yes, other yes. Yeah. Always be open to opportunity.
1: Well, yeah. And, and I see it. I always see it one step further because the more calls that I've done and the more relationships I've built, the, the power lies, not in me, the power lies in the energy that we always create together based on the problem and the solution. So mm-hmm. like when I talk like this, I am like super in people's stories that I've helped. I'm in like I mean, I don't. I like. There's no judgment. I always say this is a space of radical self acceptance. Like all I want for you is to have complete self actualization. That is the only I like thing. That. I
0: That for is everybody. the word for it. Yes. Like, yes.
1: So, so I have an excitement and obsession. With I can tell. No practice. kidding. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're on fire over there. And so, how, when it comes to being self-actualized, removing, I mean, because I don't think you can ever be totally self-actualized. I think that's a myth. I think it's it's the progression of self-actualization that is the problem. It's a verb, not a noun. And so, I'm wondering how do you how do you know when you're in the process of self-actualizing? When do you how do you know when when you're on the right track? We can say
1: peace is definitely a sign
0: peace interesting because would you say that we're at peace when we're getting fired up like this we're excited because is that is that peace
1: yeah i have absolute peace about everything i you know it's making deposits into your serenity account your sanity account and your real bank account
0: so (laughs) (laughs) yes of course yeah yeah so what's the difference because okay it's interesting Peace. When I think of peace, I think of like the meditation on the rock, mm, you know, which, mm. which is lovely. There's a, there's a time and space for that, of course. But when it comes to, let's say interacting with a client and I've got to get them excited about my product or service, is that peace or is that, um, enthusiasm? Mm.
1: Peace is, um, an inner knowing that you're in the right place.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it doesn't uh-huh. have to be on the rock. Mm. <laughs> it <And can> be... <laughs> most people know peace.
1: True peace is is being in like okay, we all live in like I'm in Florida, so I talk about hurricanes, it's normal. Okay, right, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> peace is always being in the eye of the storm. Ah. Not living under the influence of circumstances, environment, situations, emotions, but hmm. truly being the influence in your life, business, and relationships. And so you no longer are taking the bait. Of reactions, internal or external reactions. By the way, yes, um, yes, we don't lash out externally. We've had an internal reaction regardless, and so it's it's in that place where you always can develop and cultivate that self awareness, so that you can get to self direction and then manifestation.
0: Hmm. I feel like to somebody watching these terms would be um, a little bit distracting or uh, uh, difficult to wrap your head around how exactly, because you just explained how you can be in the eye of the storm like that, but if you had to put it in a different terminology, how would you, how would you say that if I asked you, how do you stay in the eye of the storm so that you can respond instead of react? How do you do that? Because it seems like you've got that.
1: I'll give you a strategy right now. It's actually when I give in my uh, find your freedom and stuck on ready programs, um, it's called The Brain Dump.
0: Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I want to let you know that I've got a free book that you can get if you want to tap into more of these resources. And you can get that for free at com. Back to the podcast.
1: And it's a two-minute writing exercise mm. where you set a timer because your brain can only focus on one thing at a time.
0: Mm, yes, of course. And you
1: write your headspace out on paper. I say, dear God or dear universe. Mm. And then at the end of the exercise... You ask yourself a question, what do I notice about myself? Interesting. Because the problem is the reason we feel Mm -hmm. so disconnected, the reason we don't have peace while we're growing our businesses, right? Which we all want is because we lack the ability to be intentional and intentional starts with having a clear headspace. So when you do this brain dump, you're going to notice how many intentions And worries and cares and fears and all of these negative what ifs, positive what ifs you are carrying around with you, Mm. which are distracting you from being truly present with the person in front of you. Sales happens when you're truly present with that other person and creating a space for them to be present with themselves. Mm. And so you want to get into being a human being again. You do a two minute brain dump because if you show up as a human doing with that constant negative mental team, as I call it um constant thoughts running through your head way to
0: put it the mental team yes you see is there it's almost like well in Jungian thinking they're almost entities that you have to that's like living with an annoying roommate you know <laughs> so it's like that and uh, yeah ariana huffington puts it like that living with an annoying human uh, uh, roommate and so Carl Jung talks about how it's these are almost entities that you have to negotiate with. And I think about it like forming a democracy where you can form an internal voting system where it's, okay, you observe this thought, okay? For me, the negative thoughts end up in the back left corner and creative thoughts, top right corner. And so I can create this conversation between the two and come up with new solutions based on that that di- that dialogue that would have otherwise not existed if I hadn't paused and noticed it.
1: I love that. You know what? Uh, That's a beautiful way of doing things. And if that works for you, that's great. I have a dictatorship.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's funny.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh, sabotage, you're fired. I'm hiring (laughs) you right now. I'm hiring serenity
0: or strength. Right. But then what about a sabotage coming back? Because, you know, it's like they're still they're still in the office building. They're still in, in the theater.
1: Oh, that's why you have to hire and fire every day. Um, oh i see
0: okay interesting right that's
1: one of my strategies by the way because (laughs) like you said so wisely said you put it you know the truth is we're typically in a relationship with our thoughts about people versus people themselves
0: yes of course yeah
1: so how important my I, i say mindset's the number one problem but it's also the number one solution
0: yeah well all problems have within them their own solutions don't they
1: Uh, yes. And if you're not afraid to be problems aware and solution seeking, then you'll find them, but going back to self-awareness. So that's the first step to gaining self-awareness because writing gives access to your subconscious mind. And that's where we have our beliefs, right? We're kind of taking a deep dive here. So for anyone's listening, stay, stay, stay with me. So then we go into self-direction, right? As an entrepreneur, how is important? How important is it for you to give yourself direction? (laughs)
0: because <laughs> there's nobody else there to give you direction. So <laughs> it is the end all be all. <laughs> uh, and that comes down to the beliefs you said. Let's get into the beliefs a little bit because fascinating topic for me. I love in reframing the way that you can observe a belief and and watch it crumble when you take the logic apart. Uh, fascinating. Um, so what are some of the beliefs that you need to have as a successful entrepreneur? Uh,
1: well, I'm going to tell you a story about one belief that I typically come across a lot. Okay. Um, It's, it's a belief that I'm not a salesperson.
0: Mm, That is a common belief. Yeah.
1: Right. You see it too. Don't you? Of course. And so I actually was talking to this one woman. I said, she goes, I'm not in sales. I'm like, do you have a business? She goes, yeah, but I'm not in sales. And I go, okay. So uh, what did you eat for breakfast? And she said, yogurt. And I said, why? She said, well, I, I I'd like to lose five pounds. So. I have friends who have eaten yogurt for breakfast and it's helped them. So I ate yogurt, I said, okay, so you sold yourself on eating yogurt because you believed that it would help you lose five pounds. Congratulations. You're your number one client.
0: <laughs> and then what did she say to that? Did her, yeah, okay. Because you can put her in a double bind and say, uh, okay, so, so don't sell yourself on, 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 Um, having yogurt in the mornings and then all of a sudden you're realizing like okay wait I have to if I want to get to this result because I have this belief and you can uh, take apart the belief to get to the result that you want Um, something very deep there and then that all attaches to identity as well and the, the way that you look at yourself is formulated by the structure of your beliefs, and your beliefs dictate how you act, so she believed that she had a uh, that she had to lose weight or she wanted to eat healthier, so she chose yogurt, and that's based on the identity that she puts in her mind of, of how she looks at herself as somebody who is either healthy or wants to be healthy, which made the belief, which made the action
1: exactly, and only when you're aware of your beliefs can you have a chance to change them.
0: I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of their beliefs that are dictating their behavior.
1: Um, that's probably accurate. Most of us live under the influence of circumstances, environment, situations, yeah. distractions. Um, it's just how we are. The, the number one problem honestly is, is the lack of intentionality.
0: Hmm. And so how do you gain that intention? Let's say that you don't have that, that start yet. Let's say that you're still very reactive towards every external circumstance that comes about. Where do you start in terms of making that progress?
1: The brain dump's a great place to start.
0: I like that. After the two minutes, you ask yourself, what do I notice about myself? Yes. Interesting. Why that question?
1: Because it's fascinating. I was actually talking to, um, I was working with someone and we were talking about sales um, because that seems to be the big um, hurdle that most entrepreneurs and business owners need to get over at some point, especially starting a business or if they were employees, et cetera. Um, And once she did her brain dump, she actually noticed she was I said, "What did you notice about herself?" she she said, "I love charity work." And I was focused on the charities I want to start." I said, "Well, your subconscious mind is charity focused. Your conscious mind' trying to sell you, I need to make sales so I can grow a business so I can afford supporting these charities. See how you're not in alignment with your conscious and your subconscious mind. Yes. And so it's like you're working against a rip current in your business growth, and it's gonna be slower because you're not in alignment."
0: Okay. I mean, absolutely. And you see that all the time when we have a a belief that we want to eat healthy and that we're uh, identifying as somebody who's healthy, but then we binge out on donuts when it comes down to it. And so, and I mean, donuts are good. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to, right. But when it comes down to having these counteracting beliefs with one another, uh, this, this. Um, lack of self-actualization is really what it comes down to. Um, how do you, how do you, cause you, you look at it with a dictatorship, which is so interesting. Never heard anybody put it that way before. Um, how do you, how do you tell that belief to go, to go F itself? If it's like, okay, you know, so you it's, it's, it's telling you to go eat the the, the donuts when you've been so focused on having the, the yogurt, how do you go about making that, that, that dictatorship work for you? How does that work?
1: let's be honest sometimes i will eat the donut
0: okay yeah, we all do
1: <laughs> um just you know practice some self-forgiveness at certain points mm, yes i like that too self-acceptance acceptance is the answer to all my problems today
0: acceptance uh, yeah see if we're if we see but that differs from the dictatorship because you're not accepting the little asshole that's in the back left corner that's saying oh you can't do this because of x y and z and so uh, you can't okay, accept so- that otherwise it won't work Otherwise you have
1: have to accept something to
0: watch TV and eat donuts.
1: (laughs) Well, in your, and I'm, I'm talking about, you're the authority. You're the dictator in your headspace. Yeah. Nothing goes above your absolute belief system of what you want to be, who you want to be and who you want to serve. Nothing goes above that in your headspace. So when I talk about a dictatorship, jokingly, it's that you, if you don't take authority over your thoughts and your Mm -hmm. feelings they're going to run your entire business and your show. And in business, oftentimes feelings aren't your friends. <laughs> Cause, like, if I feel like not working today, well, I don't have to. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. It's, if it
1: I, if I self-leadership. take leadership, exactly, exactly. So it really comes down to self leadership. It's just funny because we were just talking democracy and dictatorship. Which I'm a, uh, personally, I'm in favor of democracy. Uh, obviously,
0: Good. we're not going to go political. A fascist.
1: Uh, no, no, not even close. Not even close. Um, because in I internally I, <laughs> only <that laughs> I run the show there. Right? Um, like God is my employer. That's a whole nother
0: turn. Okay. That, that. But yeah. I mean, that is that is where this leads to, right? That's the and so how do you? I guess the question becomes then, and how do you know when it's this is an interesting question how do you know when it's the little asshole and how do you know when it's god how do you know the difference between the two
1: uh you practice listening so i actually have a an exercise called the 11 minutes with god exercise Mm -hmm. um and you i'll email it to you if you want it's it's a document um that i created because one of my mentors actually suggested it to me so i was having Mm -hmm. i was just having a day okay where I gave into living under the influence. And I and so I called someone because it's always, you always need that support and that accountability. No matter, a, and any level you're at, you want that support and accountability and that authenticity to be there. Right. So I called her and of course I'm, I'm having a moment, I'm losing my mind and she just goes, how about you? I'm gonna go take a shower and I would like you to get a pen and paper out. And I want you to set a timer for 11 minutes. And I want you to ask God a question on paper. Wait for the answer. Write down the answer, and repeat this process for eleven minutes, and then call me back.
0: Hmm. Then and the shower's over, and then what happened?
1: Oh, uh, well, then I called her back, and she picked up, and I said to her, "That was exactly what I needed," hmm. because you know I always say to people, "I have a ba- a ministry and uh, uh, I'm sorry, background in ministry and journalism," and so I still function very much. At- uh, ministry settings i'm a part of recovery church movement mm, um beautiful. i i preach and teach there and then the catholic church also has me doing a discipleship series year-round and um i just i love people uh and so i actually gave this exercise to a, a whole room of a couple hundred people and i said listen anything i could say is far less uh, <laughs> greater than what god could say to you yes, um, I and i say whatever you think god's going to say to you you're wrong
0: mm. Because that's you. That's Those are parts of you that are coming up with the expectation. Correct. See, that goes back to the question, how do you know that it's God and, and not one of these complexes?
1: That takes practice sitting and listening and discerning. Where is that my voice? Is that God's voice? Is that yes. Something?
0: You see, this Go is ahead. where it comes down. Yes. And you have to do the work to be able to discern these. these. Um... See, I think about it as I was thinking about this yesterday. How thoughts have different textures and flavors to them, and you can tell if it's a complex by having it. Has, for me, depending on the complex, it has a, a slightly different texture to it. It's, it comes mm-hmm. across as a texture to me, which mm-hmm. is interesting, almost a flavor. Yeah, like some will, will have uh, the 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 texture of vanilla ice cream, whereas others have a texture of kind of sandpaper. And the yes. thoughts, right? You see, and the thoughts come I'd in. Love that. That's yeah. so
1: interesting for you and unique to you. You're very artistic and creative in your headspace.
0: Yes, thank you. <laughs> I do my best. I try to observe. Right, that's what it comes down to: is yeah. is trying to to discern because this is something that I'm working on right now. Is how do you discern between complexes and the, the something ultra spiritual and how do you do you integrate? The spiritual and, and also integrate and, and be grateful for the little asshole in the corner. How do you, you know, so because they all play their part, they all play their role on the stage. And so I'm, I'm working on how you can discern the differences between the two. So that's my question to you is how do you, in particular, how do because I, I explain how I do it a little bit with the textures and the different flavors. Uh, how do you do it? How do you know the difference between God and uh, the little asshole?
1: Uh, through experience of cultivating that ability to discern the different voices,
0: right? The different voices Just
1: sitting down in time and spending time. Yes. Learning. Nothing can get away from growing that muscle. It's a muscle. Discernment is a muscle. Prayer is a muscle. Sales is a muscle. And what do we know about? I mean, my husband likes to go to the gym. I like that about him. Um, I I like to do my little workouts at home where I don't have to see anyone. Uh, And they're great but it's a muscle. And the more you work that muscle, the easier it gets because you have muscle memory. So that's the same with discerning the voice of God or what is your voice or what's the enemy's voice or however you'd like to call it, that negative energy, that negative team, whatever it is. So it's literally sitting down, spending time, and the easiest way to start practicing that, which I didn't even have the strategy when I started discerning, um, is to sit down and write.
0: I love that. I do. I mean, that's how I come up with the the observations between the different textures. For example, it starts with the journaling. And I spend a lot of time with my journal because I find that it helps you make those discernments in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to. And that helps when you're not in front of the journal in real life situations because you've made those discernments before. Um, take me through the 11 minute exercise because I'm curious.
1: Oh, yeah. You you simply um, write God a question
0: and then yeah. paper. Wait
1: for the answer, what you hear or feel the supposed answer is, and then, um, write down the answer and then repeat the process for 11 Mm -hmm. minutes. Mm. I'll send it to you. I have a whole worksheet on it because, uh, oftentimes when, when people want to work with me one-on-one, um, I say to them, okay, once we figured out all the components, they want to focus on sales, branding, marketing, mindset, social media. Okay. Now I have one more question. Um, would you like a spiritual component to your program? Hmm. And then I asked them, are you a spiritual being having a human experience or are you a human being having a spiritual experience? Do you have a god in the box mentality? Take God out of the box when you want God to be a part of your life business and relationships, put it back in the box when you're done with them? Mm-hmm. Or does everything function in God's economy and do you want mm. God's employer?
0: God's economy and God as the employer. Interesting way of putting that. Do you, so that implies that it's a democracy. If it's because we live in, in our, our economy is a democratic system. Correct. And so how do you picture God in this situation?
1: We as all have employer, free, we all have free will, but yeah. it helps to have someone all knowing and all powerful um, as, in a, as a partner <laughs> in your business
0: growth. Right. And so you access that by sitting down for 11 minutes, you set the timer and the question you ask is what, what's exactly the question you ask to start
1: any question that comes to mind in that moment.
0: Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so that's, is, is that God speaking through you as well to get the question, to get the answer to it?
1: Uh. Well, we have free will. So it's probably from me or uh, it's divinely inspired. It changes.
0: Yes, it, 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 hmm. this, this is what's so fascinating about asking yourself questions is why, because you can ask yourself a question, you pose a question to yourself and you get an answer. And it's like, okay, so why did the question, why would you have the question if the answer was there the whole time? And so it's, it's it, I don't know, it's bizarre. It's, it's fascinating when you think about it, but it's also bizarre because why have the question if the answer was also there? So uh,
1: we, will think, we will think and talk ourselves in circles. Writing becomes yeah. very linear, mm. it becomes a very linear experience.
0: Unless you're ultra chaotic like me sometimes and then the uh, no I think I, too.
1: <laughs> I think I I can help you with that it's also encouragement and trust it's a it's a trust building exercise I mean if we're talking mm. specifically about a relationship with God as like a real tangible relationship that's functioning with you all every day um then it's a different experience I found that confusion never comes from God mmm That's my personal experience.
0: You see, it's difficult to discern what is God. This goes back to that, and and what it's it's you. See, that's an interesting dichotomy there.
1: It is difficult, but not impossible, because impossible is just an opinion.
0: The Hindus would say that there is no difference between you and God. We are, and even in the Catholic thinking, we are living in in the image of God. And so, to me, that is the universe, and the thoughts come up in the 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 infinite space, the void. Uh, and if you look closely, you can even see the stars. Um, this is where these thoughts come up to me. And so, to me, God is pure consciousness in the universe, and the me, the ego, the 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 me that comes out of that is the the perception of self that's kind of an illusion in the infinite and so the hindus would say that there's no difference between you and god because you're that pure consciousness at the end of the day what do you think about that
1: i think at the end of the day people really want to figure themselves out more than anything
0: yeah, yeah. So regardless,
1: <laughs> of any, regardless of any philosophical um thoughts, because I really did enjoy philosophy of religion. I was actually working my master's in Catholic theology at Notre Dame once upon a time. Um, so regardless of all the philosophical conversations, what it comes down to is what is my purpose? What is my place? And do I, do I have an understanding or concept uh, of God within myself? Um, and what's my relationship to God? So that's what I find the biggest question is when I used to, I was a campus minister for a while, as my first um, career out of college. And then I was a legal news reporter, fun stuff, right? Um,
0: so, <laughs> Very different. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so, um, and I would attract a lot of atheists um, to my ministry uh, because I would say, hey, we do faith fund fellowship and food all fostered under the Catholic Christian umbrella. And they said, I'm not Catholic or Christian. And I would say, did I ask you if you were? Because my job in this world is to give people a place to discern what is truth. And so when they asked me, what should right. I bridge it? I said, why don't you ask God to convict you about what is true?
0: What if they say, well, I don't believe in God. What would you say to them?
1: Well, you know, Blaise Pascal's the wager. I would encourage them to read that. Uh, it's a philosophical piece of literature um, because it talks specifically to that um, topic what if I don't believe in God? Yeah. Um versus do why would I believe in God? What's the goal, right? <laughs>
0: mm, interesting question.
1: Um so I mean yeah, I mean it's really it's really important to be able to ask yourself any question. Any question. And a lot of people don't give themselves permission to.
0: A lot of people aren't open enough. That's, that's, I think the problem that prevents it is there's a lack of openness that goes, because you got to be relatively open to be to be taking these into account, even as a possibility to ask yourself these questions. Otherwise, the questions wouldn't even come up. And if they did, you wouldn't be open. You'd be closed off to them regardless. So you would never get the answers to them because you weren't open to the question themselves. Um, it's another level of, of spiritual growth.
1: And it's not true for everyone. There are many people who are going to go through their lives and believe what they believe or what God's convicted them to believe. And, and that's for them. Um, you know, I just talked to another entrepreneur specifically about like, my faith is a big part of my business. And I said, great. It's not about showing your faith. It's about sharing it when someone opens that proverbial door for you and God wants you to walk through it. Mm. It's not about what I think I should share with someone, like when i went to I went to Starbucks and I go to Starbucks often. uh my boys, when they do um uh, <laughs> impressions of me, they get my big purse, they get my big sunglasses and I'm like, <laughs> a tea latte. yes, I'd like it with soy, it's very bougie, apparently that's what they think of me uh, and then I <laughs> with them and soccer and all those things. but um, I went to Starbucks one day and I was really excited about working on um some posts or I was a project or some sort and and, and God, I, God had me notice this gentleman who was sitting there and I, I happened to compliment his laptop holder. It was pretty cool how it was sitting there. And I was like, man, I kind of want that. And so then we um, started talking and it ended up being a two hour conversation. And this gentleman says, I actually want to come back to the church. Mm-hmm. I, my my girlfriend in Europe doesn't want to have children and I want a full life. And I, I, and, and I, I've had success and everything else, but I forgot what truly mattered to me. I forgot that God cares about what matters to me. Mm. I forgot. I just forgot because I was so distracted by all the shiny objects in front of me. What are my next steps? And, you know, I really wanted to get a pedicure that day and it did not happen. And so I had a whole argument with God on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) And you know it's so funny. That's the
0: classic. That's the classic argument. Is that's ego versus God, right there. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Well, and what I'm saying is like that's that's everybody's battle.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's true.
1: Mine included.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and so, but then, and then I heard of this the quiet voice of my heart. Your number one goal is to help people to discover me, and your number two goal is well, anything else I put in front of you. (laughs) Mm. Mm. So. It was fine. Um, I was really grateful to do to be a part of that, but it's just being open, like you said. Um, you know, it's not that I, I was grateful for the conversation. It's incredible to to witness any level of transformation, right? Yeah, of course. In, in business growth, it's seeing transformation every day. It's not transaction. Um, that's why when I talk about sales and all these other things, it's it's about transformation, not transaction. And so I see spiritual growth as well in this world of entrepreneurship in this world of growth. And so it's always about whoever's in front of you, meet them where they're at. Yeah. In,
0: with marketing, think. especially. And, you know, cause it goes into marketing very deeply. You meet them. This is the way I think about it is you, you want to enter the conversation that's already going on in their head. Um, there, That's, that's a classic marketing statement. I can't remember the the author of it uh, from, from a hundred years ago, you wrote a book on this. Um, the, uh, Collier uh, letter book, uh, David Collier, something like this. I don't know. Do, you familiar with it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's yeah. from like 100 years ago. And yes. I'm so and so that's where marketing intertwines with the conversation that you're having. You want to meet them where they're at. Uh, And so when it comes to any level of business, back to sales, uh, you're you're entering the conversation that's going on in their head and finding out the problems to take this full loop and to to help them navigate to the solution once they've identified the problems. Just as we started the conversation off, we just did a full loop there. Interesting.
1: That's funny. I always tell people marketing is SEO for your client's mind.
0: Ooh, (laughs) I like that a lot. Yes, yes, yes. That is fascinating. Wow. Hmm. Very cool way of putting that. Yeah, I agree. The more you think about it, the the truer it becomes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I mean, let's get into, uh, and and we'll wrap this up here. One last question for you. Where do you think AI is taking place? Uh, Where do you think AI is going in terms of um, marketing, in terms of sales, in terms of um, helping you be aligned with, with your business, wherever you want to take it with that?
1: I think it's going to make success more accessible for entrepreneurs, mm. especially.
0: Mm. How so?
1: I mean, I just told someone to do an AI photo shoot, a an chat. AI shoot photo, photo, photo shoot. Like to get to get some various headshots. I I uh-huh. I use AI um on a daily basis um, for contracts, for programs, etc. Um, and then I just infuse, you know, my ideas within it. Um, but Mm. it's a great starting point. I know a lot of people who are using AI right now to, to just go asking AI questions and having conversations with it.
0: Yes. Um, oh, I, I, well, the one thing I love doing this is asking it what question to ask. And then so it's like a lot of the time you don't know the question to ask. And so I'll say, okay, this is my goal that I want to reach. What questions should I ask to get there? Not how should I get there? But what questions should I ask to get there? And then I can work with it in terms of answering the best questions to ask in order to reach that goal. That's an interesting exercise that I recommend to everybody. I love that. It's asking what questions to ask before you go into the answer.
1: Brilliant. That's yes. brilliant. Um, the other, the other component is I believe that it does learn. And so Mm. it's learning. And so what is the, what is the destination of AI's (laughs) self-actualization? And what Uh. is that for us? Um, so, you know, I really, I don't even think any of us can can concoct that in our headspace of what this looks like. Um, I think we're figuring it out as we go along. Um, but you know. Asking ourselves what could be the potential destination is also a good thing. I think most of us in the world of entrepreneurship don't ask that question.
0: How is it going to look 10 years from now? And then how can we act as though that 10 years is now? That's uh, an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. It's helps yeah. you think revolutionarily, that's for sure. Um, and you say it's a great starting point. We're using it as a great ending point. One of the things we're doing is we're taking these interviews, we're transcribing them and turning them into books that so that we're using as lead magnets to sell people's products. And it's perfect. But it's, it's so cool because it's an endpoint. It's the book quality that we're getting out of our AI that now that we've got it trained up, that now that it's learned how to write the books, it, it, the quality of it is just, we put the transcription in, it shoots out a book in, in not that much time at all. We, we no need for editing. We send it to the editors just to double check with the facts because we want to make sure that everything's copacetic there. But in terms of the quality of the writing, it is the finish point. It is beautiful. I had a client the other day tell me that he cried reading his story the way that the AI told his story. He cried because he couldn't tell it like that. And so it came from an interview like this to the book and yeah. with a result that makes people cry by the, the result of it. I mean, it draws out these emotions in us. That's the quality of writing we're getting out of it.
1: That's incredible. Yes. I am noticing AI to, I mean, the quality has increased just in the past couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Then, no kidding. And then you increase the, you increase the input and the output just exponentially scales in terms of quality. So uh, it's awesome. Yeah. And then another thing we're using it for is promoting the books because we're using AI. I don't know if you knew this, but what, who booked this, this interview, you and I was completely AI. And so that's why at the beginning of the call, I was like, okay, we're doing a podcast today, right? <laughs> because I was like, okay, so my AI booked all of these calls for me and now I just have to get on and I don't have to, to worry about, you know, the lead acquisition, none of that. The AI does it all for me. And that's what we're doing for our clients too, is we're using that to promote the books that we we create on the backs of these interviews. AI does that all. Lead acquisition to the service that we provide, it's all automated with AI right now.
1: That is fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's huh. beautiful. Yeah, and then we're also turning them into chatbots. So a digital version of you gets turned into, a, this interview gets turned into a chatbot that people can talk with, ask questions, get answers as though you were there talking with them. That's what, another thing we're doing with the books as well.
1: Yeah. Wow, how many pages are these books?
0: 80 pages with an hour interview. So one They're hour. Pages? to 80 pages that's yeah. phenomenal
1: i have to do two co-authoring projects right now
0: oh i can help you with that we i got a company epub.ai it's a uh we we do specifically that alone and uh, yeah we've got the ai that's trained up so they raise books so well man it's beautiful it's yeah <laughs> it, 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 i could I i'd be happy to help you with that so we, we can talk about that afterwards um all
1: right deal um, right, right on. And, I I have um I love I have a lot of my own ideas about things. That's why when I wrote my own book, I can I did- tell
0: <laughs> no shit you do. <laughs> it radiates off of you. You can tell from a mile away.
1: <laughs> well, I keep I keep creating new ideas when I'm talking to people.
0: Mm, funny as So it just
1: happens. like just like AI, I create new content all the time because mm. I need I need to have conversations with people to generate content.
0: Right. Interesting.
1: Like I, I can't, I have to have conversations with people because I create new content in conversations. Like what I told you about the, the four selves of entrepreneurship, self-control, self-discipline, self-awareness, and self-actualization that came out of me when I was talking to a client
0: Really interesting. See, that's God um, speaking through you, man. That's correct. because think about that with, with the the alliteration with all the four C's like that. I mean, there's something that, that you wouldn't have been able to come up with that with a pen and paper. You had to have that third mind interaction with another person to create the law
1: that. of observability, the same thing. When mm. I started saying the conscious mind is the salesman and he sells your thoughts, words, actions, and emotions to the subconscious mind, the client, then the client puts mm. all of into, um, a program and that program dictates your reality, your relationships and your business, that sales cycle of your headspace. It was just from having hundreds of conversations. So I could start to figure out how to communicate people's head spaces to them so that I could start to help them self-direct. And then people are saying, I feel like I met myself for the first time, Bridget, going through your programs. I know how Uh, to function without you.
0: hmm.
1: And I said, that was the goal
0: that they've reached in they know how to have a conversation with themselves that means they've made the differentiation between their ego and their self to a certain extent they can have that that conversation with themselves
1: they can um, redirect they know how to redirect 100 percent. they know how to get into alignment without me
0: what do you mean redirect
1: um if they get into a negative headspace
0: yeah oh i see
1: a place where they, they they're like okay business growth is not going well I know exactly the strategies I need to implement to get back on track and into mm. alignment personally and professionally again. Apart from me,
0: oh. it's very exciting. You give, the, you give them the the fishing rod instead of just the fish.
1: The how to? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't I don't mince words. If if someone's coming to me and they need to launch a coaching business or any business, I I will give them everything, everything in any of my programs to launch successfully.
0: I can tell you didn't hold anything back a lot of the people that I go on these podcasts with they'll be like uh okay well, I can't give away all my secrets or I can't give away the secret sauce or whatever you didn't do any of that you were just open book and I appreciate that so thank you for being here man I had a beautiful conversation with you
1: dude likewise and because I hope it helps someone
0: yes me too. I
1: want this to help someone what's and your also- goal
0: behind it what's the ultimate goal why do you want to help someone
1: Why do I want to help someone?
0: Um getting back into the why.
1: <laughs> I I mean God has given me so much
0: mm.
1: that it's just kind of overflows. Mm. Like I just kind of keep showing up. Um I've always felt this desire to to help people. And I, I know that I've, I can help people figure themselves out. So, and and it's become almost like, it's, it's a obsession. It's a, like a necessity. Like I need right. to, to actually even feel fulfilled. Like yes. if I'm serving someone and this happens for people who are in service positions, that's why business growth is more than that. To me, it is a way of serving people. Like, mm. and that's where you want to get to that, that level of, of mindset of the, Cause that's where you're really going to empower people and see when you have sales calls, it's about alignment. There are people who are not alignment with you or, or in more with more and better. And there are people who are, but there are more than enough people out yeah. there to help create that even exchange of inner energy. So you give them more and better. You monetize your influence. Yes. And, and like, there's, it works. For everyone,
0: <laughs> that's that's it. That's and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You're helping people change their lives, and you get paid for it. I mean, what could be better than that? And as you should get paid for it, right? You're helping them be able to provide a better service to others, and so you create this domino effect that goes on through generations. And so, was- yes, yeah, very very beautiful. Wow, Bridget, thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> I appreciate you a lot because I really enjoyed your philosophical thoughts. And your belief system was coming through and you do a great job interviewing, <laughs> and interviewing with AI. I think it's absolutely remarkable. And I think it can help so many, so many of us in entrepreneurship, in business ownership, etc.
0: I agree. I agree. So thanks for what you do. <laughs> my pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, go to Kyle's and you can get a copy there. I'll talk with you soon.